to our online church service. Praise God. Why don't you grab your Bibles and meet me in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to receive the holy tithes and offerings. We're going to bring them into the storehouse of God, and you are going to be exceptionally blessed. Praise the Lord. Now, today's message that I'm going to preach in just a few minutes is about the wisdom of God, how it will distinguish you, separate you in a righteous way, and cause you to shine like the stars in the firmament. Praise the Lord. So, since we're going to be talking about the wisdom of God, I felt it was important to touch on one of the spiritual gifts, the word of wisdom, that has the ability to greatly, I'm, I'm saying greatly, I'm not underestimating that, to greatly impact your financial situation. I, I think we should talk about it just for a minute today. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Now, we know the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've studied them often. We have the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. Then you move into the power gifts. You have special faith. Then you have gifts of healings. Then you have the working of miracles. Then you move into prophecy, discerning of spirits, and you top it all off with tongues and the interpretation of tongues. But I, I want you to realize that this supernatural gift in the Bible known as the word of wisdom can really help you financially. And I want you to even be sensitive to the Holy Spirit manifesting this gift in you and through you for the well-being of your financial situation. Praise God. You know, I had a word from the Lord one time. Uh, I'm not talking about a prophecy. I'm talking about a word of wisdom that came to the, that came to me one time that helped me move out of a place where it was like the old proverbial stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I didn't see how it could be changed, but God gave me one word and he told me what to do. It was a word of wisdom. I obeyed it. And like every word of wisdom that God has ever given me, when acted upon, I found out it worked. And I was amazed at how it affected me. And of course, this change that it affected actually touched my finances. But I know this is the case for many around the world. Now, I was listening to a message yesterday by uh, Joel Osteen's father. And of course, many people know Joel Osteen as the pastor uh, of the wonderful church down in Houston, Texas. But, you know, his father was a great preacher. And his father uh, shared the story of how God spoke one word of wisdom to him, told him to do something, and how it dramatically blessed his finances. Wow. I even told what, uh, if you ever find the message, he even told what that word of wisdom was. He shared it with the congregation. And you know, when he acted on that word of wisdom, it brought tremendous prosperity into his life. And of course, whenever we get a supernatural word of wisdom, we need to act on it. If you don't act on it, that word cannot be released in its power it's like a farmer holding a seed, but he never sows it. Well, you're, you're not going to get anything out of that. So you need to act on any word of wisdom. Now, remember, it's supernatural. This is, this is a word of wisdom coming from God. And if it's coming from God, 
then it's wisdom that's above all other forms of wisdom, and you should give careful heed to it. But anyhow, it worked for John Olstein, and he he prospered greatly. Uh, Bishop David Oyedipo of Nigeria, who pastors a church of about 400,000 members, and uh, which is which is increasing uh, in growth regularly, he talked about how God gave him a word of wisdom and told him to do something along the lines of personal investment. And when he acted upon that word and did it, it just un- it unleashed the windows of heaven over his life financially. I know that some people say he's the wealthiest pastor in the world today with, with uh, net income of $150 million, but I think he's got a lot more money than that. <laughs> Praise God. And I couldn't be happier for him. He is a wonderful man. So there is prosperity in obeying the word of wisdom. We're going to be talking about wisdom today, but you need to understand in the area of your finances, God can give you a supernatural word and it can really, really help you. Praise God. You know, um, I was in a minister's association uh, uh, full-time ministers in this one minister from New York. Uh, he talked about how he went into the office one day uh, before he went into his office. He had a, he had a dual occupation. He was kind of like Paul, apostle and tent maker. Well, he was a pastor and also a broker. He had a small brokerage company that he owned and that he ran. And before he went into the office, the Holy Spirit spoke to him. And now remember, he shared this testimony and blessed, it blessed many people. But he said the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, don't do any trading. Don't engage in any buying or selling today unless you have heard directly from me. And it was a setup by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was wanting to teach this pastor the value of the wisdom of God, the wisdom that's above all earthly and worldly wisdom. And so this pastor told the Lord and said, okay, I'll do only what you say. He had a few people that worked for him and he told them, don't do anything unless I tell you to do it today. So uh, the day uh, runs his course. And by the time the day is over, this pastor said that in one day, by simply only doing what the Holy Spirit told to do, and the Holy Spirit only gave a few initiatives that day, uh, only gave a few words of wisdom. But by the time the day was over and he had paid his employees and he had covered, uh, you know, the expenses of his building and so forth, and he's left with what the net profit was for that day, he said he made $400,000 cash in one day just because all he did was listen to the, what the Holy Spirit told him to do. Well, I think even in today's world where we hear astronomical figures and we hear number, numbers about so-and-so made billions or whatever, yeah, yeah, even still, you have to admit $400,000 cash in one day, in one day, you know, for a lot of people, that would be a good year. He made that in one day. How? Word of wisdom. God simply told him what to do. He did it and it worked. I remember I was praying one time and I was seeking the Lord for a prophetic word for the new year. And God spoke some unusual things to me. Very interesting. One of the things he spoke to me was that, that America would reach Mars first. 
Woo! Can you believe that? God's interested in space exploration, and he knows all about it. And he told me, this was, oh, I don't know, maybe five years ago now. And he told me that, that the Americans would be the first to step foot on Mars. Gave me a scripture for it. I randomly opened my Bible. He gave me a scripture. I mean, and it matched. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. And he said, he said the Americans will reach uh, Mars first. And he talked about NASA's uh, key role in this, taking the lead. Uh, but he also spoke something else to me. He not only gave me a prophecy that, uh, to share with the body of Christ concerning the nation, concerning the uh, the exploration of the NASA space program, but he also gave me a, a word of wisdom along with the prophecy. So he gave me something for the people, and he gave me something for me through a word of wisdom. Well, what was that? Well, remember, before I share this with you, uh, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit, for the profit, please say that, for the profit of all. It's not for your loss. It's not for a setback. No, it's for your profit. Actually, all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are for your profit. They will profit you. They will profit others. And so the Holy Spirit gave me a word of wisdom and he basically uh, told me to go buy my wife a new wedding ring. Well, at that time, we'd been married for quite a few years, and I uh, didn't have the extra to go out and buy her, as we would say, a brand new dazzling uh, diamond ring. And so she was actually wearing a ring that uh, she had picked up somewhere, you know, like uh, used her. I don't know. Maybe it was even new, but, you know, we just thought, well, you can use that one. I've got one, so we're good to go. But uh, we never made it, you know, up until that point into a high-end jewelry store. But the Lord spoke to me and said, go buy your wife a wedding ring. I mean, anything she wants. And so we went to a store that uh, specialized in, you know, diamond rings and wedding rings and stuff like that. And we went in there and, uh, you know, and I'm thinking this could drain the account. And you know what it did? She picked the ring out that just phoom, drain. I'm talking personal account, just absolutely drained the account. And I had no sweat. I had no strain doing it. I just said, just get whatever you want because God's going to pay for it. I'm, I'm going to use the money that we have in the personal account. But I, I'm telling you right now, it what she picked, and I was happy she picked it. I was encouraging her, you know, get whatever you want. Somehow God's going to cover this. And, um, and I told her what the Lord had told me. And so, you know, she went and uh, picked out a phenomenal ring, chocolate diamonds from a jeweler that had been in business for over 500 years. Oh, I, it's amazing. I mean, this is a phenomenal jewelry company with a name brand legacy going back uh, 500 years. So I think they've figured out how to make some really beautiful pieces. Well, my wife got a beautiful ring and it drained the account drained it. It was on zero. I mean, I mean, maybe I had like $10 left in it, but we squeezed all we could. It was thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh, I'm bragging on the Lord today. I'm not ashamed to brag on the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? It was the most amazing thing that after I had bought that ring for her, that account just money just surged into it. And I had filled it back up to even higher than it, what it 
was before. And I remember just a few days later, just stunned by the power of God. And I said, Lord, it's almost as if like I never even took the money out to buy the ring. It's you replaced it and refilled it so quick. Well, Lord, it's like you actually paid for it. He did. He did. What was that? Word of wisdom. Uh, Peter getting out of the boat to walk on the water. Was that a word of wisdom? Yes, because Jesus said, come. And let me just tell you right now, if he calls you to come walk on the water, and if he actually tells you to, you can. All you need is a word of wisdom. But you've got to have the word. Don't ever try to fabricate it. Don't try to make it up. Don't, you know, get in the la-la land. Always stick with the genuine, okay, and wait on the Lord. And if he speaks it, you can step out, and it will support you, and it will hold you up. And I mean, it's amazing when you get a word of wisdom. So I just, I want you to understand this. Today we're going to be talking about wisdom, but God can give you a supernatural word. It's a word that comes directly from his mind, from heaven, where he's at, ruling over the entire universe. He can share just a word. Oh, not a whole book. Okay. Not even a paragraph, but just a word. Maybe it's a sentence. Maybe it's a sentence so short. Go buy your wife a ring. Wow. It could be literally that short or, or, you know, go to the bookstore or, you know, drive to uh fifth street cross section, 12th street, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the word could be, it could literally be that short. It could be maybe just a little sentence could be two or three sentences max, but a word of wisdom is amazing. Now, as you're preparing to give, please lift your hands. Father, I pray for everybody watching that they encounter the reality of your word that you would give them a word of wisdom and help them to come into financial peace, that you would help them to bring their finances into divine order, get all the chaos out of their finances, get all of the confusion, O God, out of their finances. In your wisdom, there is no confusion. Father, bring your wisdom into their finances, and I'm asking that you would even grant unto your people a supernatural word of wisdom. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. The, look, look, these things aren't as rare as you think. Don't push this stuff off into some kind of ethereal realm. No, this is, the, this is real. The word will work in your life. Down here on this planet where we sweat and where we work and where we, we uh, do the things we have to do, I'm telling you this word will work in your life. Be believing God for a word of wisdom. Say it. Say the word of wisdom is coming to me from God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't ever forget that God can speak that word through a prophet, through a person, through a brother or a sister, uh, through a vessel of his choosing. Okay. And he can also speak it to you in your heart. Glory to God. Now, those of you that that, uh, prefer to mail in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International. P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, zip code 28117. Those of you that like the convenience and the security of going online day or night 24-7, you can visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There is a link on the homepage called Tides and Offerings, Sow and Reap. You can go there right now. Bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God. And as you do, whether you're mailing them in or bringing them in online or putting them into my hand, however you prefer to do it, as you do, release your faith for a word of wisdom. Woo! Hallelujah. God's going to 
God's going to help you. I'm telling you, one word of wisdom can bring you out of debt. One word of wisdom could make you a millionaire. Praise God. Mm-mm. Don't belittle the wisdom of God. It's higher than anything else. God knows what he's doing. Say, I'm blessed because you are. Hallelujah. Thank you for your giving. And all of you that are sowing into the Pentecostal fire offering so that we can purchase, um, uh, or not, not so much purchase, but pay for the production of our television, our brand new television programs. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And, uh, so many of you are being generous in your giving towards that. So don't forget the Pentecostal fire offering. We're only a few weeks out from Pentecost. And I want you to get a fire offering on the altar of the Lord, send it in for, uh, the, the, uh, financing for the support of our production of television programs, because we are taking the gospel to a new level. Hallelujah. We're going to preach it on the internet. And I'm always going to be here for you preaching these messages to you on the internet, but we're going to put it on the television networks as well. Praise God. Thank you for being a part of this ministry, partnering with this ministry. Those of you that are online church members, me and Pastor Kelly love you all so much. Praise God. Now today, let's jump into uh, the wisdom of God, realizing that it is now your time to shine through living in God's wisdom. I want us to go today to the gospel of Matthew chapter 13, and let's see it demonstrated in the life of the master himself. Matthew chapter 13, we're going to look at Jesus. Matthew 13, drop down to verse 54. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, let your wisdom flow into us. Just like I'm drinking warm coffee and it flows into me. Lord, let your wisdom flow by your spirit into us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Here we go. Verse 54. When he, of course, that would be Jesus, had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Hmm. Where did he get it from? Where, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? they are puzzled by this new level of wisdom that they have to admit he's walking in and they have to admit that they don't have. And notice also that wisdom is closely associated with mighty works. Praise the Lord. You have to understand that when you walk in the wisdom of God, it will generate mighty workings of God in your life. So before you get into the mighty works, you need to flow in the wisdom that comes from above. Where did he get it from? Let's find out today because there is a source for this wisdom. Obviously Jesus found it, was tied into it, was tapped into it, was invested into it. And it was evidently profusely operating in his life to the point where even people said, where did this man get this wisdom? See, even if they didn't like him, they had to understand and could not deny 
Well, he's got it. He is walking in it as well, of course, as mighty works. Let's go to the book of Daniel now. And this will be Daniel chapter 12. And take a look at what walking in the wisdom of God will produce in your life. This is Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise, now just put your hand on your heart and say, that's me. Woo! Those who are wise shall shine. Mm, look, look, it is your time to shine. It is your time to be an expression of the glory and the grace and the beauty of God. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Mm. I see you shining with brilliant glory. I see you walking in the wisdom of God because you are wise. And I see you shining and being illuminated like a star. Praise God. Get ready. Get ready because this is an illumination that the scripture says is forever and ever. You are investing into the right thing when you're investing into the wisdom of God. This is an eternal outsourcing of the goodness of God into your life forever and ever because you are, have chosen to walk in his wisdom. Say, it is now my time to shine through operating in the wisdom of God. Today, as we study the wisdom of God, knowing that in a sense, it's impossible to cover it all in one message. Nevertheless, as we study it, I want you to be expecting that there is an impartation of God's wisdom going into you as we study the word and as the anointing of Jesus himself flows into you, that you are receiving this impartation of God's mighty wisdom. I want you to turn to the first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis chapter 41, Genesis chapter 41, this wisdom of God is able to even convert a prisoner into a prime minister. Wow. A prisoner, somebody eating stale old bread, drinking water, uh, down in a dungeon with no prop, with no light, uh, improperly clothed and just at the very bottom level of where a person can be. But when the wisdom of God begins to touch you, there might, there might not be electricity or natural lighting, but a light begins to come on in your understanding and the wisdom of God begins to illuminate you from the inside out. And that wisdom, which is supernatural is able to take you from being a prisoner to being even a prime minister. This was the case with Joseph. Genesis 41 verse 39, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. Now, here's what some people think. They think that the reason Joseph was so greatly promoted to running Pharaoh's kingdom was because of his gifting of supernatural ability to, to interpret dreams. Well, I have to admit, I do believe that gifting was so strong in Joseph that it has the potential to bring a person out of a prison, especially when you're innocent in the first place. I do believe that your gifting makes room for you, but when it comes to just 
the gifting of spiritual gifts, that's not enough to take you to the places where God took Joseph. And you see that it was a combination of gifting of dream interpretation accompanied with the gift of wisdom. It was not just the interpreting of Pharaoh's dream, but taking an application. Remember that in some ways, that's what wisdom is. It's the application of all of this knowledge, all of this information. What do we do with all of this? Well, here's how we will apply it. Here's the application. Here's the wisdom coming in. And it was that wisdom that stunned Pharaoh. And, you know, he said, hey, there's not anybody else like this who's walking in this type of ability to discern and be wise. So it takes the divine wisdom to begin to separate you into a place of being lifted up by the grace of God. I think we would all agree that in the courts of Pharaoh, with all of the wealth that he had and the empowerment that he had, he had some sharp men around him. There's no question about it. He had the PhDs. He had the uh, guys with engineering skill. He had the cream of the crop, the, uh, the graduates of the Ivy league schools or whatever it might be. But he even still with all, all of this talent and good, smart, high IQ people around him. He didn't have anybody on the ship like Joseph. When Joseph came on the scene, this was a new level of wisdom. Why? Why? Because Joseph is operating in the wisdom of God and it's higher. It is higher than any other form of wisdom. And it stood out. It stood out big time. Praise the Lord. And Pharaoh said, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. And he was put over all of the land. And, you know, really, when you look at verse 16, you, you understand that even Joseph knew that this wisdom that he had was not his own creative ideas, or how can we say a good IQ? No, this was from God. Uh, Genesis 41, 16. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And boy, did God ever give Pharaoh an answer of peace. But see, Joseph also realized, hey, this, th 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 this stuff that's flowing out of me, th th I can't take credit for it. This is God. This is God's anointing. This, this is God's wisdom. This is beyond me. And they, they all agreed, yes, th this is amazing. So it was the, the supernatural gifts, what we would call the gifts of the spirit, the ability to interpret dreams, discerning of spirits, as well as wisdom that was not from this realm operating in this man that turned Egypt into a superpower that turned Egypt into the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth. Oh, I know that Pharaoh had some goods before Joseph ever showed up, but when Joseph was finished and his time was done, Egypt was a superpower and Egypt had gold coming out of their ears. Wow. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Now let's go to Job chapter 28, the book of Job, which some people say is some theologians say is actually the uh, oldest book in the Bible. This would be Job chapter 28. A, a lot of theologians believe that uh, Moses wrote the book of Job. Uh, 
sometimes wrongly pronounced as the book of Job. And if you need a job, you need to be reading the book of Job. Praise God. And you will get a job. Read the whole. If you don't have a job and you want a dream job, read through the whole book of Job and God will bless you with a job. It's spelled the same way. Job and Job. Praise God. Now, Job 28 is a discourse on the wisdom of God. Where is it at? How can you ascertain it? How can you find it? And it's very, very fascinating. Job 28 written by a very wealthy man. Praise God. Verse 12. But where can wisdom be found? Where can it be found? And, you know, leading up to that, it's revealed that uh, it seems like nobody knows. Verse 7 said that that path no bird knows, nor has the falcon's eye seen it. The proud lions have not trodden on it, nor has the fierce lion passed over it. Uh, so it's not on the surface of the earth. They even cover the inner workings of the earth, down where the miners would go, and beneath the, the, the crust of the earth, down into the molten levels, and nobody knows down there. But where can wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, now watch this, nor is it found in the land of the living. Well, if wisdom is not found in the land of the living, then the source of it must be from another realm. And it is. It comes from the realm of God. Praise the Lord. Verse 14, the deep says, it is not in me. And the sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be purchased for gold, nor can silver be weighed for its price. In other words, you can't buy it with these various currencies that are in the earth mentioned here, such as gold, silver, uh, goes on to mention even onyx or sapphire, crystals, rubies, other types of things that were uh, means of currency back in the ancient days. Why can't it be purchased? Because it's priceless and you can't buy it with money. Woo. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Verse 18, no mention shall be made of coral or quartz. Uh, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. From where then does wisdom come, and where is the place of understanding? Okay, we're still digging for it. Verse 21, it is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say we have heard a report about it with our ears, but we don't know. See, the wisdom of God is hidden from Satan. The wisdom of God hidden from the principalities and the powers, these evil forces that work in the earth. And in the last days, the wisdom of God will rise in the church and it will be manifested through the church to confound even all the powers of darkness. I believe that the end time church will be walking in the greatest manifestation of the wisdom of God than any other generation of believers upon the face of the earth. Wow, we are tapping into unlocking the wisdom of God, operating in it in our lives, and it will be clearly evidenced, and the world will see. So destruction and death say, we have heard a report about it with our ears, but uh, they don't know either. Verse 23, God understands its way, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees under the whole heavens to establish a weight for the wind and appoint the waters by measure. 
Verse 27, then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it. Indeed, he searched it out. And to man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Mm, The fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, sometimes translated as the reverence of the Lord, sometimes translated as the worship of God. Really, in a nutshell, the fear of the Lord is actually the love of God. Because when Jesus was asked the question, what is the greatest commandment of all? To love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm, That's, of course, loving your neighbor as yourself, the second commandment. But the first one being that just love God with everything in you. Love God with everything within you, and you start moving into the wisdom of God. Praise the Lord. Let's take a look into the life of Solomon. We're going to go to 1 Kings chapter 3. I want you to come down to verse 9. Today, the wisdom of God is being released into your spirit. Glory to God. Verse 9, therefore give to your servant, this is, this is what Solomon is asking of God, give to your servant, give, in other words he doesn't have it, he wants it, he realizes he needs it, give to your servant an understanding heart. Well what is that? That's wisdom. Later on God identifies what he asked as being a request for wisdom. Give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who was able to judge this great people of yours? I think this request is very fascinating. It also reveals the wisdom of God as being encompassed within the area of discernment. And I believe that although wisdom is very, um, it's so beautiful, it's hard to put a title on it or a brief description on it. I believe that you could say that one of the clear definitions of wisdom is the ability to discern difference, the, the ability to discern between good and evil, which in many ways our American society uh, needs help with, right? Because you have to have a moral standard. You have to have a moral law. And the Bible gives that. Stealing's wrong. It was wrong when it was issued on the Ten Commandments. The law said, thou shalt not steal. And you know what? Stealing's still wrong today. Well, I don't agree with all of that. Well, it's, you know, then if you get robbed, you shouldn't complain. If you don't agree with it and somebody comes into your house and steals every single thing you have, you shouldn't complain because you want no moral code. You want no law. You want to be your own law. Well, it's not going to work like that. That's why we have policemen. That's why we have the FBI and we have, we have the, we have these law enforcement agencies. Why? Because some people, they don't, they don't want to do what's right. They don't want to follow any moral code. So uh, that's why we have to have rules because of people like that, not for the good people. Paul said that the law was never made for the good people, but it's made, it was made for murderers and uh, you know, these awful people. That's why there's laws because there would be people that obviously don't want to serve God or please God. So wisdom contains this ability to discern difference between good and evil, between what has value and what has no value between what is deserving of honor and what is not deserving of honor. Hmm. Wisdom, the ability to discern difference, the ability to discern and understand that's my father. That's my mother. I should honor them. 
I'll be nice to all the elderly people, but that's my mother and father. I'm going to honor them. That's my spiritual father. That's my spiritual mother. I'm going to honor them. I'll be nice to everybody, but they get this special treatment. Why? That, I, because that's what wisdom is. The ability to understand there's difference. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, we see verse 12. Behold, I have done according to your word. See, I have given you a wise an understanding heart. He gave him a wise and understanding heart. In verse 13, he also gave him all the icing on the cake, wealth, riches, and fame, and all of this other stuff. Because he was going after the main thing, he got the whole package. He was going after wisdom. And I, I believe the same thing for you. If, if you go after God, Jesus Christ, who is our wisdom, and you walk in his principles, and walk in his light, and you walk in his wisdom, then I, I believe you really get the whole enchilada. And there's a lot of things you don't even have to really focus that much on or, or do that much asking about. They just come into your life because it comes along with the package deal of wisdom. Let's go to Daniel chapter one. Lord, we give you praise today. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. The wisdom of God flowing in your life is so important to be walking in the wisdom of God. I have to admit, I feel like I have fallen fallen in love again with the wisdom of God. Praise God. Daniel chapter one, verse 17. And for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So intense learning for these four men, intense learning to the Jewish, but now be submerged in a Babylonian culture. Okay. So you got to learn the language. You need to learn their history. You need to learn their literature. You need to be able to read it. You need to, you need to fully assimilate into their culture while remaining uh, and, and holding your identity and then learning not just their culture, but the surrounding cultures. Uh, you know, you've got the Persian neighbors, you've got all of this. So, I mean, they could speak multiple, multiple languages. These were some very sharp people. The very well knowledge and educated verse 19. Then the King interviewed them and among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the King and in all matters of wisdom. Now watch, watch, this is going to be your testimony. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians, the magicians being those who would operate in occult arts, uh, black magic, witchcraft, all these things, trying to get help from the dark side, you know, okay. Magicians and astrologers. And when you were not, when you're thinking astrologers, uh, th these were, you know, like, uh, like a bunch of dummies. No, these were some sharp guys. They, they, they understood the constellations. They understood gravitational pull. They understood the movement of galaxies. They understood many things about the heavenly realm because of their observations and their skill with math and so forth. But even despite the King's best musicians and astrologers who were in all his realm, these four, 10 times better, 10 times better because of the wisdom that they walked in. The wisdom that's above all. Oh, oh, the king had the best. 
He had the graduates from Cambridge. He had, he had a few guys and gals in there from Oxford. He had some uh, engineers from MIT. Oh, yes, he had, uh, he had some people in there from Yale and Harvard and so, and so forth. But look, when these four came on the scene, they're walking in a different level of wisdom. Why? They have tapped into the wisdom of God. And that wisdom is above any other form of wisdom. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Ten times better. Ten times better. Just, just, twi- just double better would put you ahead. Four times better would put you ahead. Ten times better, you are the go-to person. And I believe that God's wisdom can literally take you into that place where you are ten times better. You've got the answer when others can't even work through the formula how, how to get the answer. They don't even know the, the formula. You've already worked it, and you're at the end of the, of the uh, you've already got the result. Mm, praise God. Ten times better. Now, we see here in James chapter 3, a condensed understanding of the greatness of God's wisdom. Verse 14, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom, which is, which is a worldly wisdom, counter, I would even call it a counterfeit wisdom. This wisdom does not descend from above. Okay, so it's not from God. But this wisdom is earthly. What is earthly wisdom? It's man's best ability to figure it out and to solve a problem. And you see, you see the UN doing the best they can and just, you know, try, trying to do good. But in many ways, it's only putting a Band-Aid on a problem because the root problem is sin. But they never address that. So it's man's ability to fix things the best they can without God's help or God's involvement. Earthly wisdom. It's the feller down in the cellar, not the fanatic up in the spiritual attic. No, no, no. They, they think he's crazy. But it's the old feller down in the cellar, the person that with the base crude ideas, the person that may have a good idea, but it's just earthly. It's just earthly. It's all revolves around self. This wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, sensual. What is sensual wisdom? Well, we have earthly wisdom. We also have sensual wisdom. Sensual wisdom is the intelligence of man. It's the intelligence of man. Where man says, let's do certain forms of advertising. It doesn't matter if it's moral or not. Let's do it because we'll get a response. And so you have the sensual nature of man. Doesn't matter if it's right. Doesn't matter if it hurts somebody, long as it promotes us. Well, then they can figure out their own problems, least we're taken care of. So there's the central wisdom of man. And then you have the worst of all, which is demonic wisdom. It clearly it's diabolical. It's not good. It's not good at all. Shouldn't be studied. Shouldn't be tapped into. There are certain areas of science that men have no involvement in. It's evil. It's wicked. There are certain things that are done. Well, we're, we're trying to do this research over here, but we need human body parts, preferably body parts from children. I guess we'll just call the abortion clinic and get some more parts. So uh, we need these parts for our research. No, no, no. You don't need those parts and you don't need to be doing that research. Any answers you need can be found out other ways. We can cure diseases other ways. We do not have to go into diabolical so-called wisdom. This is evil. It should be shut down. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. But the wisdom, ah, you ready for the real thing? But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Okay, so there is a wisdom that's not down here. There is a wisdom that is from above, from above. Remember, John the Baptist in referring to Jesus in John chapter 3 verse 31 said that he that is from above is above all. Jesus, that's him right there. He that is from above is above all. So the wisdom that comes from above is above all earthly wisdom, above all sensual wisdom, and certainly above all demonic wisdom. Mm. After all, how, how wise can, be, can demonic wisdom be when it sends you to hell? How much wisdom is there in going to hell? Mm, but the wisdom that is from above, uh, that is from above, is above all forms of wisdom, and that, that, my friends, is what is flowing into you today. Glory to God, glory to God, Hallelujah! Praise you, Lord. Um, let me show you a prayer that I love to pray, so that you can begin to allow this wisdom to soak into your understanding. Let's take a look at it in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. Colossians 1 verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. So Paul was praying for the church in Colossae for the Colossian believers. This is what he prayed for them. He would pray and he would ask God that God would fill them with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You could pray that same prayer for yourself, for your children, for your loved ones. You could pray it for me. Hallelujah. God, fill that person. And you call that person's name. Fill them with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You can pray it for yourself. God, fill me with the knowledge of your will. Lord, I, I don't know what job to seek. I don't know what city to live in. I don't know what church to get connected to. I don't know what ministry to support. Lord, fill me with the knowledge of your will. And don't stop there because you want that knowledge of what to do, but you want the wisdom of how to do it the right way. Fill me with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Glory to God. Glory to God. And if you ask God for it, he will give it to you. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter one. This is a brief overview of the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30, but of him you are in Christ Jesus. Now, referring to Christ Jesus, it says, who became for us, who, now listen, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Okay, so watch that again. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30, it says that Jesus became for us wisdom from God. All the wisdom you need is in Jesus, and he'll give you just as much as you need. 
He'll give you exactly what you need, but you need to seek him for it and ask him for it. This is why I believe that wisdom is more of a package deal. You don't really want to carp, uh, compartmentalize wisdom. I, I know that there's financial wisdom. I know that there's wisdom over here for a good marriage. I know there's wisdom over here of healing. I know that there's wisdom of how to lead people to Christ. I know that there are different areas of wisdom, but I would say in a sense, don't compartmentalize wisdom because it's just really the whole thing is a package deal. Why? Because Jesus is now our wisdom. God, the father has made Jesus Christ our wisdom. So if you want to operate in the wisdom that is from above, the first thing you have to do is be a Christian. You have to be a believer. You have to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because when you receive Him as your Lord and Savior, His wisdom begins in your life. What's the greatest thing? To love Him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Receive Him. Be born again and be saved. It's the most wisest decision you'll ever make. You will then be uh, reserved for heaven. Your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life and you miss out on separation from God and from going to the place of eternal misery and suffering. So wisdom begins with receiving Christ. If you haven't done that right now, ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart, to wash your sins away and give your life to him. Just say, Jesus, I give my life to you. Save me now. Wash me clean with your blood. I give my heart to you. Okay? And that's where the wisdom of God begins. And as you walk with the Lord, His wisdom unfolds. His wisdom unfolds. Christ unfolds Himself to you. Jesus said, learn of me. Learn of me. What are you learning? His <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> and that wisdom will straighten out your finances. That wisdom will bring healing into your body. That wisdom will bring holiness, sanctification, and consecration into your life. Yes, it will. Mm, why? It's the wisdom that's above all. Stop operating in all this silly so-called wisdom down here. Get out of it. Walk in the wisdom of God. You walk in peace. You walk in peace. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And you discover the wisdom of God. It's revealed to you. Continues the flow. Remember, it's a package deal. You need your whole life to move forward, not just one compartment of your life. You need your whole life to move forward so that you would have symmetry. Your whole life is beautiful. Your marriage is beautiful. Your family is blessed. Your finances are healthy and strong. Uh, you, you want symmetry in your life. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Moving in the spiritual gifts, seeing the lost saved. Number one, loving God with all of your heart. Praise the Lord. The wisdom of God is flowing. The wisdom of God is flowing. The wisest thing you could ever do is seek to know Jesus. He is the fountain of all wisdom. Praise the Lord. Let me show you a wisdom verse. Glory to God. When you spend time with the Lord, His wisdom begins to get unlocked to you. The Lord begins to share all kinds of things with you. He'll help you in your life. Glory to God. Mark one thirty-five. Would you like a big wisdom dose? 
get ready Mark 1 verse 35 now in the morning having risen a long while before daylight he that would be Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed and Simon and those who were with him searched for him when they found him they said to him everyone is looking for you my friends I understand we all have different work schedules you may work a night shift but whatever your shift is you want to get up before you start your work day even if you go to work at 10 o'clock at night and you work eight or nine hours you still have a time before that where you go into that where you could get prepared for whatever day your day is okay so you want to get up early before your day starts and spend time with the Lord if you will do that now particularly if you're working like what we say the nine to five or the eight to six you know get up early in the morning when it's still dark outside and seek the Lord and that wisdom flows 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 into your heart wow all kinds of the wisdom all kinds of wisdom of God you're talking about all kinds of stuff I was up the other morning in prayer it was real dark outside real quiet and I'm up real early sitting there with the Lord in in my chair just praying having fellowship with the Lord and this came to me by the Spirit of God out of the box something's coming to you out of the box and would you believe later that day in the evening it was probably about seven o'clock at night a person said to me pastor Stephen I have something for you Uh, it's out of the box it has been kept in a box for 38 years and it has been given to me and I want to give it to you straight out of the box I said I'm ready for it the Lord already told me it was coming (laughs) Can, can you believe the Lord talks like that he talks so clear the wisdom of God the wisdom of God something was put into my hands that was a real blessing to me out of a literal box that had been sealed for 38 years praise God my friends the wisdom of God is flowing tap into it get up early seek the Lord spend time with God spend time with God all the wisdom you need is in Jesus well Pastor Stephen when I do that my mind wonders oh well welcome to the human race praise the Lord by the way the more silly things that you put in there the more you're going to have to work through that in your time of spending time with God you know I, I have to be very selective about what I watch because if I watch let's say I watch a movie even if it's a what we would call a clean movie from the 1950s or something like that and I go to get up early and spend time with the Lord do you know what the Lord does it's not my it's not a wandering of my mind the Lord will take me back to that movie and he will go with me through that movie and cover certain things and that there were certain things in that movie that were not in agreement with his spirit or his word he'll talk to me about that and uh, well Pastor Stephen that's my mind wandering my mind's drifting back to something I saw is it your mind wandering or is it the Holy Spirit taking you to places to say let's clean this up before we go over here before we have 
a release and an infusion of wisdom, we, we need to cover this over here first. I'm telling you, he'll, he'll, co- he'll cover everything in your life. When you're before the Lord and you're walking with God, he goes over everything with a fine tooth comb. You can't hide anything under the carpet. He'll talk about everything, <laughs> everything. <laughs> and then when he's finished covering everything, like an x-ray scan, even if it takes 45 minutes, then he'll start talking to you about what could we say? Maybe fun stuff? Things that pertain more personally to stuff that you like to talk about? Glory to God. But, you know, if, if you're out here entangled up in all kinds of silly stuff, he's going to have to work with you through all of that stuff. And if you never give him freedom or you never give him clarity, then you can't get to the good stuff. Praise God. So some people, the reason their minds wander so much is they put so much junk and garbage in and that all's got to get filtered out and scanned and reviewed and and then chunked usually but you want it's got to get deleted the right way praise god i'm telling you that the holy spirit's very serious about the cleansing of your soul hallelujah david said i set the lord before me always some christians would have to say i set netflix before me always Yep. Other Christians have to say, I set ESPN before me always. And then they, they can't figure out why the wisdom of ESPN is flowing so strong, but the wisdom of God, it, it seems like it's been turned off. Hmm. Praise the Lord. You can tap into this wisdom and it will make you a high flyer. It will make you shine. But my friends, you need to give your mind, your thoughts to the Lord, set the Lord before you. Christ who has now become your wisdom. Hallelujah. Wow. There is nobody more wonderful than Jesus. There is nothing that you could ever study that's more fascinating than Jesus. And if you think there is, you don't really know who he is. If something stirs you or gets you more excited than Jesus, you don't, you don't yet know who he really is. I'm not saying you don't know him as your savior. But you really don't know that he's still the greatest thing of all. Pastor Stephen, I'm in the birds. I really love birds. Oh, Jesus made all the birds. He made all of them. If you want to really go deep, meet the, meet the maker. Pastor Stephen, I love this painting. This painting is amazing. Oh, if you want to go deeper, meet the artist who painted it. Hmm. He's the author of all life. And until you are into him and receiving his flow of wisdom, you'll, you'll funnel around on lower levels of wisdom, but God's wisdom will separate you and make you shine. He'll put something in you from him that'll make you shine in your, in your field, in your area. He'll light you up like a light bulb. You'll be like a walking Christmas tree. glory hallelujah lift your hands father i pray for your people that an infusion of your wisdom touch them now in jesus name fiery red hot ruby wet red wisdom coming into you now feel the burn in jesus name hallelujah glory glory it's flowing keep the faucet on open it wide open 
Let the Holy Spirit work in you. Let the wisdom of Christ flow into you. Love God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength. The wisdom is a package deal. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's take communion together today and celebrate Jesus, our mighty Savior. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We consecrate it. It's no longer a little wafer of bread, and it's no longer grape juice. It is now the flesh and blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We look at it, we see still a little wafer. We still see grape juice, but as we take this together as a body of believers, we are receiving the flesh and blood of Jesus. We walk by faith and not by sight. Father, we thank you for Christ's body. We are his body. Let us love our brothers and sisters in Christ. Let us lay down our lives for each other. Thank you, Father. Let us love you with all of our hearts. Thank you, Father. Draw us to you. We give you praise. Let your wisdom flow for your glory into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us now receive Christ's body. Praise God. As wise as Solomon was, yet it's still true. A greater than Solomon is here, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Jesus. You receive Christ. You receive Him and all of His wisdom. Let it flow. Let it flow into you. Father, thank you for the Lord's blood shed for the forgiveness, the taking away of our sins. We thank you that you said that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, Father, we received that, and we certainly thank you for it. Thank you for this new covenant in his blood. Thank you for his wisdom flowing into us. Let us arise early to seek your face, spend time with you, and allow you to share your wisdom with us through Christ. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us now drink the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. That wisdom's flowing now, helping you to put your life in divine order. God is going to help you make your life beautiful. He's going to make your life like the Garden of Eden. Absolutely beautiful. Every, every single part of it receive it. That's what that wisdom is doing. It's restoring every part of your life to reflect the image of Christ. Father, bless your people. Thank you that that wisdom is flowing now. The wisdom that is above all. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.